I have always wished that my Spanish was better. Living in Southern California and going to Mexico a lot for surfing, weekend trips, stuff like that, it's just very handy. I took three years of it in high school, but I really didn't learn that much from the books. I basically only got really good at asking various types of people where the library is located, which turns out to be not a phrase you use that often when you're on vacation. Rosetta Stone is a much more organic and easy way to learn a new language because it really immerses you in that language. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop, and also it has an app. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Like I said, it's fast language acquisition because it really immerses you in the language. There's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They also have speech recognition features like True Accent, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also an amazing value. They offer a lifetime membership, which includes all 25 languages, which is perfect for any and all trips you might have in your future with various languages you might want to learn. Don't put off learning that new language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, other world listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com otherworld today. This episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's sent me a razor starter kit recently to try, and I put it to use very quickly because I keep myself clean shaven. In fact, I pretty much shave every single day because I have lots of facial hair. It grows back very quickly, and it's also really thick, and it hurts a lot when I shave normally, with a bad razor at least. So I've been using Harry's razors for like a week now. They're very nice. It's a five-blade razor, and I have to say, it really does effortlessly shave through my normally very annoying facial hair. It doesn't hurt one bit, no tugging, anything like that. And it stayed sharp the entire time as well. I'm very impressed so far. It also has kind of a good weight to it. It's like heavier than normal. I don't know. It's like, it's just got a good weight to it. I really like that. I didn't know I liked it before, but now I know I like it. I also really liked the shaving cream just because it smells really good. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by questionable shaving products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Harry's has a customizable delivery option for scheduled refills as low as $2, half of what you pay from other big brands. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com otherworld. That's harrys.com otherworld for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. Before we get started today, just a couple quick warnings. This episode contains adult themes and discusses sexual assault. Um, it's also just a scary episode. Heads up, especially to my Muslim or Arab listeners. I should give you a warning up top. This discusses the topic of jinn. So I know there's a lot of mixed views about this topic. Uh, I just wanted to get that out there right away and give you a heads up. Um, but yeah, let's get started. I want to start out by saying I don't make Otherworld to scare people. I really don't. Um, in the future, there's going to be a variety of different episodes with different themes. Some of them are going to be funny, sad, mysterious, heartwarming, or just plain weird. In fact, when I set out to record this episode, 
I really thought it was going to be a funny episode. That's what it sounded like it was going to be, and that was my intention. But that ended up not being the case. There's a little backstory for this one. I get a lot of submissions for this show. And sometimes, as you expect, people send in things that are just a joke. Pranks, goofing around, trying to be funny. And I thought this submission was one of those. And quite frankly, when I got it, I just completely ignored it. The email that got submitted said, I was sexually assaulted by a djinn. It violently jerked me off until my penis hurt. This is a true story. Signed simply, Kareem. So I saw that email, two sentence long, and I figured it was somebody playing a joke on me. I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten a lot of stupid emails like that. I really did not really think much of it. I, in fact, I completely forgot about it. Um, that is until a couple months ago. I got invited to this dinner at a Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles, and I didn't know really anybody there besides one person. I showed up late. There's just one empty seat, sat down at it, and I didn't know the guy that was sitting next to me, but we in introduced ourselves and we actually started hitting it off and kind of become friends throughout the dinner, chit-chatting, goofing around. Eventually, you know, had a couple margaritas and we're getting along. But then quite a while into the dinner, at a certain point, we were actually eating, I think. He puts down his fork and kind of clears his throat and turns to me and he says, hey bro, by the way, you never responded to my email. And I was really confused. Like I was, are you talking? Like I just met this person, I'm so confused. And also I was in the middle of chewing an enchilada. So I think I just gave him a confused look and he said, I emailed you for your podcast. I'm Kareem. I was violently jerked off by a gin. I was, I was baffled, baffled. And of course I was laughing too. I just was completely in shock that this was the guy I was sitting next to the entire time. And I really thought this was a joke up until this point. So obviously after I almost choked on my food, I was like, dude, I really thought that was somebody pranking me. Did that really happen to you? I can't believe you're sitting next to me right now. And he said, yes, you know, that really happened. Um, it was mind blowing to me, mind blowing. And as I talked to him about it, I realized that it, it was not a joke, not a joke at all. In fact, it was pretty scary. So it turns out Kareem is real. Not only that, he's actually, he's actually kind of famous. He's a, a comedian an actor. Um, in fact, his Instagram handle is simply at Kareem. So this Kareem that I thought was just a made-up name, it turns out he's a real guy and I met him in the real world. Also, the story that he has for me is not funny at all. I think you'll understand why very soon. It's not a prank and quite frankly, it ended up being a very scary story. This is episode six. It's titled... Kareem and the Jinn, and you're listening to Otherworld. Hello? Is this Bobby? Yes, it is. We're still, you still rolling? Yeah, let us, let us know when you're ready. Okay, hey, um... I feel for the acid question. Can you tell me, Samoa and the Pacific Islands get pretty superstitious? This is a, a story about...
I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. The big day is here. So, this is not a joke. No, no, no this is a hundred percent serious. I know, I know, it sounds like a joke, but it's it's a hundred percent true. And I have uh, people who would be considered witnesses to this. Hopefully, not too much of an eyewitness, considering. No, not 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 eyewitnesses, but they can corroborate the fact that I did indeed essentially report it to them. You know how like they would do that if it was a person, they would be like, oh, did you call your friend the next day and tell them that yeah. you were sexually assaulted? I I did do that. Like I did tell people what happened literally the day of, because it was so intense. And I have a long history with gin specifically. And this was kind of the, it was the second to the last straw when it came to me, I guess, I don't want to call it working with them, uh, but allowing them to be a part of my life. Okay. I will stop contextualizing this as a funny thing as of right now, and I'm really excited to hear this story. You should definitely just take it from the beginning, and I will say this before you start going. I've had a couple people email me about this topic before, and every single time the person retracted it. Either they talked to a family member or something, and they're like, hey, I actually, I can't talk about this. Um, I've decided against it, so. Yeah, no, it's it's a very sensitive subject to any Muslim or Muslim identifying person, because there's a lot of people who are former Muslims or converts or current Muslims or non-practicing Muslims, but the, the, the issue with jinn is that you're not even supposed to talk about them or even read about them or even be interested in them because that opens you up to, I guess, you know, possession or uh, haunting, if you want to call it that. And so, so a jinn is a mystical creature in Islam that is made of fireless smoke. And it's what we in, in English would more or less call a demon. And so they say that God created humans, which are, you know, kind of like have free will and can do whatever they want, right or wrong. And God created angels, which pretty much are only good. And then God also created jinn, which also have free will and live in our houses and on this world, but we can't see them, but they can see us. And there are like families of them living in our houses. Many of the bad ones, like the really, really bad ones, like live in caves and junkyards and dumpsters, like dark, cold places. But generally speaking, jinn are here and they're like bigger than humans. They're more powerful than humans, but they are still on this earth and they still like apparently have jobs and families and there's little kids and, and there's Muslim jinn and there's Christian jinn and there's Jewish jinn. But any jinn who communicates with a human being is pretty much up to no good. That's like the fact of the matter. And in turn, any human who communicates with a jinn is also up to no good. And I think, you know, like you see it in Aladdin. I mean, the jinn is, the genie is a jinn, really. You know, but they don't live in lamps and they don't grant you wishes. 
they're, they can do things for you. They can do you favors and they can like accomplish tasks. And in Egypt, I was, I was born in Egypt and in Egypt, anyone who is a, like a truth teller or a fortune teller or has the ability to, you know, like do these magics, generally speaking, you're either completely lying and it's fake or you are working with Jim. The, the big problem with working with Jin is that they are a lot more powerful than humans and ultimately they'll destroy your life. That's literally like, that's the, that's the story is that if you work with a Jin, if you conjure a Jin, if you talk about Jin, if you read about Jin, if you do anything that has to do with Jin, your life's going to fall apart. And I honestly feel a little bit afraid right now because I kind of shut Jin out of my life completely. Because, I mean, that's where this all started is I was obsessed with them, obviously. Uh, because like my mom's like, hey, this is Islam. The one thing really that you're not supposed to talk about, but like it's in there is Jin. And I'm like, sick, that's my favorite part. <laughs> you're kind of freaking me out. What if we, uh, what if we stop saying the word? <laughs> what if we go with they, them pronouns? <laughs> instead of instead of Jin, just say them <laughs> or they. Yeah, I guess I could say they. Do you think that helps? Yeah, I mean, if you're scared, um, I'm surprised you're not so, scared. I mean, I am scared. Like I am scared. So I, I if you fast forward, it gets really intense Keep as an adult. Like, don't fast I'm forward. 30, take your time. Yeah, I'm not going to fast forward. But I haven't really talked about them for probably three or four years. When I was young, like I said, I was very into Jin, mostly because it's the one thing that we weren't supposed to talk about. And let's say it's like the dark arts, you know, it's like the dark magic of Islam. And I'm like, ooh, that's cool. And like, also the fact that they live on Earth and that they have families and they're made out of fireless smoke. I'm like, this is sick. Like, and and you can, you can like literally talk to them. Like, you can summon one. And in my mind, I was like, look, I'm I'm a good intentioned kid. I want to have a gin, but I don't want to use it for evil. And my mom is like, it doesn't matter. Any gin that you get a hold of is bad. They're bad and they're going to trick you and they're going to play tricks on you and they're going to destroy your life. And so at an early, early age, I don't know the exact kind of age, but I had my first experience with one, which is that I was sleeping in my bed and it literally started to like shake and it was like the exorcist when her bed raises up uh from the ground mine didn't raise up off the ground but it was like literally shaking and i didn't know what was happening and i was a little kid and i was just like holy fuck, this is crazy and i just laid in bed and i didn't move and that now i know was the first kind of like gin experience um because it's a common it's a common symptom of a jinn kind of like attempting to make contact. Uh, and, and that's what they do is like, they'll do a little something and then see if you're open to it. And then you're like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm like the bed shaking. Nice. I'll take a little bit more. Um, so in middle school, that was the first experience. And then in middle school, I started getting sleep paralysis. And my shit was real fucking intense like really really intense like 
horrible, horrible dreams, um, you know, noises and like, in, like in my ear, you know, like literally, I could feel like a tongue in my ear, like a long fucking horrible tongue. And I went to Cairo, Egypt to visit my grandmother. And I told her about the bed shaking and the evil voices and the paralysis. And at this point, I think I'm in like high school. And so I, I had, you know, was using the internet and was Googling these symptoms and everyone was like, sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis. I'm like, okay, cool, I have sleep paralysis, which doesn't explain much, honestly, if you if you really like have read about sleep paralysis, they're like, we don't know, the brain goes into a weird state. And then it doesn't explain like why you see demons. It was, it was these like demon, like a demon uh, sitting on my chest or laying next to me in bed and then my body's completely frozen and I can't talk and I can't move and then there's like terrorism happening in my ears uh, and and most of mine was audio it was it was it's really cool kind of I guess like I didn't really see a ton but I felt it like I'd feel a heavy thing on my chest and then imagine like as close as possible in my ear, it would it would literally be like noises like but like super loud, like deafening loud. And it happened so much. And then I finally learned how to release myself from it. And it took a long time, but I would actually wake up, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, I would wake up in the sleep paralysis and I would be like, okay, move your finger. And it would take a little bit, but like the minute I moved my finger, I would snap out of it. But here's the other thing. In my sleep paralysis, and I don't know if this is common, but like I'm in my room, I'm in my bed, everything's exactly the same. Like it's, it's, I am awake and I'm looking at my room, or at least that's what it feels like. Like a part of me thought, like for a while, thought that maybe it like made a copy in my brain and I was like dreaming that I was in my room and it was exactly the same except for these voices. But I, I think actually as I'm awake, I'm in my room and, and the only thing that I'm dreaming, I'm using quotation marks right now, is the voices. But I think that the voices are real. I think that it's like a de- literally a demon. And so I told my grandma all of this. I'm in high school. I told my grandma all of this and she starts crying and she's like an old Egyptian woman who's never left Egypt who's like a practicing Muslim and she's like you're at risk for getting you know possessed and I'm like okay what do I do to not get possessed and she's like you have to like close she's like you're pretty much open and you keep letting these things happen because you're open and they know you're open and they know you're curious curious And the more curious you are and the more open to it you are, the more they see you as a susceptible target for possession. And then I was like, okay, I'll make it stop. But obviously I didn't. Um, So yeah, so, so in, oh yeah, so in that conversation, I was telling her about the sleep paralysis and she's like, that is not sleep paralysis, that's gym. He's like, you're literally being contacted by this evil creature. So that was scary. And and she was like, you pretty much just have to stop thinking about them, stop being open to it, open to it, 
stop like just stop reading about them because I was like on the internet reading about them on like Reddit and like message boards. She's like, you have to stop everything. And then I went to this hotel in Cairo where my friends were like hanging out. And I went there and I was in the room and I was talking about Jin. Um, and we were talking about Jin. Everyone was talking about Jin. But then we were also talking about God and like the meaning of life. It was like one of those like old conversations that you would have uh, when you're kind of like trying to understand yourself and the world around you. So everyone left the room. It was like me and these two girls, Wagma and Tiffany. And we were talking about God, Jin, good, evil, life, everything that like, like I said, those conversations that people have. They left the room and I like laid down in my bed in this hotel room and it was all quiet. And then the lights started flickering on and off, like, like somebody was turning the lights on and off. And then the door started rattling like really intensely, like, like somebody was trying to come into the room and the lights were flickering on and off and the door was rattling like someone was trying to come into the room. And then the room started shaking the whole room. And I was like, holy shit, there's an earthquake. Like that was my reaction. So I was like laying in bed, like waiting for the earthquake to have never been in an earthquake and it stopped. And then I like ran outside into the hallway and there's just no people. And I'm like, where is everyone? Like there was just an earthquake. Like why is everyone in the rooms? I like went to my friend's rooms. And I was like, yo, did you guys feel that earthquake? And they were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, my room was just shaking. You guys didn't feel any shaking. They're like, no, this is not even nighttime, by the way. This was during the day. And, and this is an old, old hotel that had a fire on the like ninth or 10th or 12th floor. I don't remember 11th floor. And they never, so in like Egypt, <laughs> it's almost anything goes attitude, but there was a big fire on the floor underneath ours and they just never fixed it. There was just like literally a whole floor that was burnt to a crisp. It was black and just dusty and they never fixed it. And there's no like code there. So it doesn't matter. Like they just left the hotel like that. And that my friends didn't feel the little earthquake. They didn't feel any shaking. Their doors didn't rattle and their lights didn't go on and off. And I was like, what the fuck? And they, but they believed me. And I think it's because that hotel is like old and scary and weird. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like you just need to get something off your chest? Contrary to the belief of, I think, every single man in my family lineage, dating back to the hunter-gatherer period, bottling things up does not work. When you push those things down, it begins to build up and negatively affects you. And of course... The stuff you bottle up always finds a way to come out eventually, usually not in a very good way. Therapy is a place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. There's a reason people say it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders afterwards. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you could switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash otherworld today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Otherworld. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So that was like kind of the other big, big experience that I had. Um, And then I came to New York and I kind of like let it go. Like nothing really happened except for sleep paralysis for, for like a number of years. But it did get really, really bad where like... I had this horror. This one's more of a nightmare, but like I had this looping dream. Have you ever had a looping dream? Well, what do you what do you mean by looping? Like it like for me, I was like stuck in the cycle where I got out of bed and I put my feet over my bed, and then I got I stood up and I fell into infinite abyss, and then right before I died, I would wake up in bed. I've never had that, dude. It happened maybe a hundred times. This, this one night I woke up, I was so fucking tired and so exhausted because I literally died like a hundred times. And, and I was conscious. I was conscious in the dream. I would go, okay, is this a dream or is this real life? And then I'd be like, well, let's try it out. And then I'd put my feet over the bed and I'd fall literally. My heart would like, you know, that thing when you fall and your heart like freezes, I would freeze. And then I would fall into abyss. And then right before I died, I would wake up in my bed. And I'd go, holy shit, that was a scary dream. Is this a dream or is this real life? Am I actually awake now? And then I'd be like, it was like Groundhog Day. And it was so fucking stressful. And I woke up and I was sweating and my I was so tired and I was so emotional. And I was like really defeated. And I was so thankful that I'd made it back to my actual bed. And I, and when I put my feet over the bed, I was expecting to fall down the hole again. That's like how real this was. And like I mentioned, the reason I bring this up is because Jin had the ability to essentially infect your dream and to cause these nightmares. Like they're the cause of sleep paralysis and they're also the cause of nightmares. And these are intense nightmares that like no one should ever have. And so back home in New York, I met this woman who like we were at a casual dinner and she's like oh i have a bunch of ghosts upstate and i was like what are you talking about and she's like i just have all these spirits and ghosts and you know it's really nice and i'm not afraid of them and you know she really was casual about it and I, and, I, and so i started telling her i was like oh like i've had a lot of supernatural weird experiences it's like a lot of gin stuff it's a lot of nightmare stuff it's a lot of like weird feelings and she was like, oh, you're just they're like, you're just open and you're like a magnet to them and they want to like talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll give it a whirl. And so this is now as an adult, I'm like, I'm gonna give it a whirl. And I remember, so this is this is probably six or seven years ago. So the the bed shaking, probably middle school. When I went to Cairo, I was in high school. Flash forward to like 27, 28, 29. And that's when I met this woman who kind of like encouraged me. 
she really encouraged me to embrace the fact that I was like a conduit. That's like, I forgot the word she used. I think she said warlock. I'm not even kidding. I think she called me a warlock or, or something of the nature. And I was like, and this is also, this woman is a six-year-old lawyer at a major media company. Like, and I was like, I believe you for sure. Like, I also have these same weird things happening. She was like, oh, the reason everything's bad is because you keep resisting. She was like, the way to make it good is to allow them in. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to allow them in. So I pretty much went on Reddit and was like, how to make contact with Jen. And I found a bunch of like ways to summon them. And ultimately, it was just like, walk around. The one that I was like, okay, there's like all these ones that are like, oh, you got to make like a fucking you got to get a mirror and other ones are like, you got to do like the star thing and you got to like have something to sacrifice. And one was like, you have to go to a dark like cave or a junkyard and you have to eat something that no human would ever eat. And then one guy who was the most believable was just like, Oh, you just pretty much have to walk around your house and be like, Hey, if you're there, come out, talk to me. I'm around I'm available. I want to make contact, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I did. And then so at the time I was married. So I have a witness to all these things at the time. And, that, and that's why I know they weren't hallucinations because she also saw and felt them. And not only did she see and feel them, but her mother saw one too. This is in my apartment. What did she think of you doing all this? At first she didn't believe me. At first she didn't believe me. She was like, this is, you're, you know, you're like that lady. Because she was also at that dinner. She was like, that lady doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a complete wacko. We're in my apartment and I'm really into it. Again, I'm reading a book called uh, The Gin Falls in Love and a hundred other short stories. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like committing to it. Like it's a part of my life. And so... One day, I'm walking in my house. It's early evening, so it's not nighttime, and I'm not sleeping. I'm just walking around, and I literally see a ball of smoke not connected to anything. It's just a ball of smoke in front of me. And at first, I'm like, did someone light incense? What is this? And But it wasn't even moving. It was just a ball. It was an orb. And I was like, holy fuck, I think it's the gin. And I got really freaked out. And I like, I think I just ran away. went to the other way. And then the ball smoke was gone. And I told my wife. And I was like, hey, I think I really did it. I finally did it. There's a gin in the house. She's like, no, there isn't. Blah, 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 blah. But then I wake up one night. And I look over. And the ball of smoke is literally next to me. Like on the nightstand just a little ball of smoke and I, again I freeze and I'm looking at it and it's oh also the book was on the nightstand the gin falls in love that book was sitting on the nightstand and the ball of smoke was on top of it and I turned around to wake up my wife and then the ball was gone it was a dark swirling gray cloud like it looked like wispy smoke that was just like kind of contained in one area like it it was formed it was shaped. It wasn't just like smoke billowing. And even if it was, that would also be fucking scary. And 
I kept thinking, like, did I leave the oven on? Blah, 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 blah. Then one day I went on like a trip. I went to like LA or something. And when I came home, she was like, I felt it. And I was like, well, what do you mean you felt it? And she was like, it squeezed my knee. That's what she said. She was like, I was laying in bed. I was watching TV and literally something came and it squeezed my knee like a couple of times. And she was like, but I think it was playful. Like I didn't feel scared. And that is a common trait of gins is that they're like mischievous. They're not like totally, I mean, they can get evil or they, you know, they, they, they say they're mischievous. That's like the main word, but then they become evil because they ask you for favors like bad ones apparently and if you don't do them then they like then bad things start happening inconveniences you know things break like your car doesn't work anymore my ex-wife her mom one day we were all in our in the living room sitting in the living room and she i had a railroad apartment she looked over towards the bedroom and she out loud said Hey, is there something, is the oven on? Are you guys cooking something? And we were like, no. And she's like, oh, I just saw like a ball of smoke. Her mother. And I was not surprised. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's a gin. And I had to explain this whole thing. Because when, when after she said that, we all looked over and it was gone again. So it was like, it was being mischievous because it was like showing itself to others. It was, it was touching my wife's knee. And so the story that we're talking about happened shortly after that, when like this whole time I'm getting these bad nightmares, I'm getting sleep paralysis, I'm getting this fucking voice, this audio, it's, it's like, like I really, it's like, and like cracking and fucking, like it feels like someone's like punching my ears, like really abusing my ears. And this one night, like I keep saying, I felt awake because these things are so hard to explain. I was awake. I mean, all of these smoke things happened when I was like in the afternoon. All of these smoke things, I know I wasn't asleep. But this one night, I didn't feel like I was sleeping. And I also didn't feel like I was awake. I mean, when I remember it, I'm just laying in bed. And I hear the thing from far away, like the, but it's far away. And it's getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, I'm, I'm honestly in my head, I'm like, am I sleeping or am I awake? And also, I don't want this to happen right now. I don't want this. I don't want this. And then it's in my ear and it's assaulting my ear. Like it's so fucking loud and so scary and so insane. And I'm like sweating and I can't move. I can't move my body. I can't move my hands. I can't move my eyes. I can't do anything. And I can see my wife sleeping next to me with her back turned away. Like, like, like out of my peripheral. You know what I mean? I can like, I can, I can move my eyeballs, but I can't move my actual head. And then the voice is still happening. And I feel on my fucking dick, this humongous pair of hands, like huge hands. Like, uh, they're maybe three times the size of normal hands. And jinn are said to be like eight to nine feet tall. 
So that would kind of make sense. It's a different thing. But some hands started like fucking jerking me off like hard. And I remember being like, like, like trying to say no and like trying to escape, but like I couldn't move my body. And it was doing it really, really, really hard. And I was in pain and it was also screaming that noise in my ear and putting its fucking weird tongue in my ear. Like, like a long, big, fat tongue. And eventually I like, like felt like I just like went like, and like broke out of this thing. And I was fucking really emotionally, like I was, I felt shamed. I felt shame and I did have a boner. Like I was hard and it felt like someone had been touching my penis. Like it felt like hands had been on it. I really felt shame. And that is one of the main reasons I'm like, that actually happened. Cause, cause I didn't, you know, it didn't feel like a fucking wet dream. It didn't feel like I was horny. Like I felt like I was touched literally in a bad way. And I didn't want it. And I felt shamed and my groin hurt and my fucking like my ears hurt and I was sweating and I woke up my ex-wife and I was like, hey, I think I just got like almost raped by a demon. And she believed me because she had seen all of these things in the house and like knew that it was a problem. And after this happened, I was actually felt like gross and bad and like i was like i don't want this anymore i don't want any more gins in my house i don't like this is now it's gone too far like all the other stuff was he he ha ha this is so harmless but then i like physically felt like hurt and i felt disgusting like i felt shame and i felt emotionally like ran over and so that day i was like i'm out i don't want it anymore started saying that in my house. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. And then there was one last time though, where it got really bad. And that I had to start, I like, I went to the mosque after this one thing happened. I like start, I was like, I need to like cleanse my soul because I'm obviously fucked. And I started getting really worried and I called my mom and she was like, I told you not to fucking do it. Called my grandma. She was crying and wailing. And she's like, you have to go to the mosque these like you you went way too far my mom was so upset and everyone's like concerned about my well-being but they're they're all aware they're not like oh you're schizophrenic or like you have a some sort of mental health problem they're like you are almost about to be possessed by a djinn and you have to stop and so this last thing is my ex-wife and i were traveling we were in kyoto in japan and we're in this hotel room it's a tiny hotel I don't know if you've ever been to Japan, but they have tiny hotel rooms. And I'm laying in bed and I'm awake. And I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at the ceiling and it's black. The room is pitch black. I'll, I'm looking at the ceiling and a fucking little tiny, little, littlest light is like in the ceiling. Like this little light, but it's not a window. It's, it's this, it's the ceiling. This little tiny light appears. And I'm like, oh, don't know what that is, but maybe it's something like an alarm system but then the light starts getting a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger and it becomes this fucking like 
hole in the ceiling. And I jump out of bed and I turn the lights on and I look at the, the ceiling and there's nothing there. There's no, there's nothing. But I was awake. I wasn't asleep when I saw this. And I woke up my ex and I was like, hey, I just saw like a light in this room, like a big fucking light that started small. And I was like freaking out like this. And she looks at me and I shit you not. And she goes, you're starting to scare me. And I go, what do you mean I'm starting to scare you? And she's like, your pupils are really dilated. Like they're huge. Like your eyes are black. And I was like, no, what do you mean my eyes are black? And she's like, your eyes are completely, your pupils are, you don't have pupils. You just have black eyes. And I'm like freaking out. And so I get up and I go to the bathroom and I go like this and they are big. I mean, I had, they weren't filling up my whole eye, but I had huge, humongous pupils, like big, big, like the Homer Simpson, like when he sees an alien big. And I come back to the room and I'm like stumbling around kind of. Like I'm, I'm like a little baby horse and I'm stumbling around the room and she's like, you're really starting to scare me. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm freaking out right now. And I was like, is this a dream or not? And she's like, it's not a dream. I was like, what should I do right now? She's like, you just like go outside or something. And I was like, okay. And this is December in Japan at like one in the morning. And so I put on slippers and a robe and I walk outside through the lobby. These people are looking at me like, where's this guy going? And I and I put on slippers and a robe and I walk outside and it's snowing. I'm in Kyoto and like, I felt all this air and I was like, holy shit, like I'm awake. And that was not a dream and something weird just happened. And I don't know where this is going, but I can't do this anymore because that was really bad. And when I got back, I started going to the mosque and, and really amping up the don't come around, don't come around, don't come around, constantly saying it. And then nothing happened again. And that's where I'm at today. You know, in preparation to talking about this, I was like, you know, brushing up on my, on my gin stuff. And I was like, oh, it kind of wet the palate a little bit. And I'm not saying it like I'm going to do it, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very curious. Like, I really, really, really do want to fully execute on the initial plan. And it was getting there when I got the smoke. And then it went out of control. Why are you curious about this? I just think it's fucking like communicating with another being. Like, I don't want them to do anything for me. I'm just simply curious about kind of like their existence. You know, like it's always kind of in the back of my mind. And I just kind of like removed the thought as quickly as possible. But when we started, you know, right before this, I was like on Reddit being like, what's the update, y'all? And it's funny because even on Reddit, it's like, do not fuck with this. Every response is like, hey, man don't fuck with this. Hey man, don't even think about this. Hey man, why are you even reading about this? You shouldn't even be reading about this. Like you're probably already going down the wrong path. And all I could see was warning upon warning upon warning upon warning. Everyone is vehemently opposed to summoning Jim. Like there's not one person that I saw that was like, yeah, this is a great idea. You should definitely do it. 
and and usually like when it comes to like ghosts or aliens like you can have some debate and some people are like no they're not gonna hurt us like aliens are probably good but this one Jin, just like no 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 there's not a single person that says this is a good idea like dude i had written a script about a gym and i sent it to an acquaintance who is a prominent muslim comedian oh i know who this is you told me but we're not gonna say don he's very famous yeah very famous and he sent me a voice note and i was like yo brother like i love you and i think you're hilarious but i don't fuck with jen i don't fuck with jen at all and i didn't even read the script the minute i saw in your email it said jen i archived it and i'm i'm, I'm sorry i just don't fuck with it and i was like holy shit like <laughs> am i the, am i the worst one am i the worst person like why am i trying to bring this to life literally so that's why this was like i was i was like i want to share this whole thing and also tell everyone that yeah it's not something that you should do because it does get fucking freaky pretty quickly and uh i thought it would be a good opportunity to yeah like if if anyone's actually interested in gins to probably listen to what everyone says and not toy with it because it, it gets dark All right. Thank you, Kareem, for telling us those stories. I don't know how to put this politely, but I don't know what's wrong with you, Kareem. I don't know what you're talking about with wetting the palate. What palate? Don't. You shouldn't have a gin palate. This sounds terrible to me. Um, please stay away from it. Stop doing that. Get off Reddit. Please. Um, I can assure you, audience members, that I'm going to reach out to Kareem and make sure that he doesn't get back into this stuff as well. And I hope that all of you heard this and learned a lesson from him too. I'll just say this. It'll become a theme in this show, but if I've learned anything as a person who's been interviewing people with an open-minded approach, soaking in information, the one common theme with all of these stories, no matter what, is to not be inviting this stuff into your life in any way, which is exactly what Kareem did. So that's going to be more of a theme in this show. You'll see. Um, I really hope he learned his lesson, but at the very end of that interview, it became a little unclear. So thank you for telling us those stories. If you guys want to find Kareem, he's at Kareem on Instagram. Thank you so much, and I really wish you the best of luck. Seriously, stop poking around with that stuff. You're going to get yourself in trouble again. Anyway, that brings us to the very end of this episode. This has been Kareem and the Jinn, episode six, and you've been listening to Otherworld. Otherworld is executive produced and hosted by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobraman. Our music and soundtrack is by Treyer Tryon and Chrome Sparks. Editing and engineering by Theo Schaefer. The artwork for our show is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. Once again, this is an independent show, so please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends about the show. Also, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, 
You could send us an email at stories at otherworldpod.com. <laughs>